This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start talking Mule Deer. Hi, it's Jody Stemmler. We're here again with the Mule Deer Foundation podcast at Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. And we've got two very, very special guests with us today. We've got Adam Weatherby and his wife, Brenda. Adam, Brenda, thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having us. And of course, Steve is back with us. He, uh, he Yeah, don't forget about me, Jody. Yeah. I'm not going to forget about you, but but we kicked him out when it was girls only earlier today. So, so, so we're inviting him back now, but... Um, so, Adam, you are now a, a board member for the Mule Deer Foundation. Why don't you start off, though, and tell us, obviously, everybody who's listening to this probably knows the Weatherby name, um, but give us a little history about your family, your company, and, and yourself as a hunter and an outdoorsman. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've been uh, making rifles, shotguns, and ammo for 73 years. As we like to say, we've been inspiring the dreams of hunters and shooters since 1945. So, my grandpa started the company um, in uh, Southern California in the 40s and uh, kind of on the gist of of really um, pushing high velocity bullets and uh, that's kind of what we've been known at is is, is having uh, kind of the fastest thing around and they made some pretty guns around it now some functional guns around it and here we are uh, 73 years later I'm the third generation so um, my grandfather passed away in the 80s my dad ran it for three or four decades and um, and now I'm, I'm at the helm of it now, uh, along and with that just my beautiful year, wife right? over here. Yeah, Correct. A little over a year was, ago. Yeah, so a year ago, SHOT Show, I made, we made the big announcement I'm taking over. And then another year was the other one that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, so, the yeah. other big news. Now, so, now before your grandfather yeah. started the company, was yeah. he working for other companies or was Absolutely he an engineer? Or? Nope. He was a poor farmer from Kansas that had yeah. nothing. Zero. Wow. Nothing. Moved out to L.A., started selling insurance, but he'd been like, shooting crows and trapping and just got a love for the outdoors in Kansas and um, had been invited by some people he networked with on some hunts and then kind of got into hand loading and then became a wildcatter in his garage. Oh, wow. That's how it started. Yep. So he... And it started just with the ammunition at first and then he brought in... Correct. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. So obviously, I mean, with a name like Weatherby and your Mm -hmm. company, uh, I suspect you were born and raised in the outdoors practically is that right yeah i mean we were i mean because we've been in california it's it's not as if we um you know we're in utah where we're at now or (laughs) access you know better access to it but yeah definitely grew up hunting and shooting um you know kind of all of us all of us did uh more so than brenda over here who grew up in a different family and then married into uh married into the family what the heck (laughs) right brenda you and i were talking earlier you only started hunting about three years ago right yes you know i've been part of the weatherby family for 22 but those first couple you know decades really um there wasn't a lot of women hunting I didn't I didn't see that you know being modeled as much and so and I wasn't from um a family that did a lot of outdoors things it was we were more the athletic you know doing all kinds of sports um but three years ago my daughter wanted to get her hunter safety and I said I'll do it with you and uh that kind of fell in line with a new women's rifle that we came out with and so that rifle ha- gave me so many opportunities to um, expand my hunting journey. So now it's she's been wonderful. hunted in Africa, and oh I mean, goodness. she's shot bear and elk and all sorts of things. So she's um, she jumped into it like she always does. Uh, she jumped into it kind of 
feet yeah, first. Sounds yeah. like a marriage of uh, country and rock and roll to steal a little bit from Donnie and Marie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the gun you referenced is the, the Camilla. Camilla. The Vanguard Camilla came out about two years ago, three years ago, right? Yep, three yeah. years ago. Named after and my grandma. I was gonna yeah. say, right? That's mm -hmm. named after your grandma. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and now this year, uh, I was at SHOT Show, and you guys are launching the Mark V Camilla. So the Camilla mm -hmm. in the Mark V version, um, mm -hmm. both in an incredibly beautiful woodstock and and also in a Sitka subalpine pattern too right you got it yeah yep now i have to tell you i bought a weatherby off the shelf someone had ordered was at our local gun store in our small town and kept coming down in price i picked up 25-06 hadn't ever I, I shoot a weatherby caliber remington gun okay but this was the first weatherby and i'll tell you what i've fallen in love with that gun cool. it is i mean off the shelf it's a lower-end model, but that thing is just, it's an awesome gun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my go-to gun because my daughter now is shooting my 243. So, you know, <laughs> I had to go up a little bit. That's cool. Well, and I know um, it's in addition to the women's line, um, you also did a carbon mark, right, this year? Yep, carbon just launched that. So, uh -huh. tell me a bit about Yeah, that Proof one. Research makes those barrels up in Montana for us and uh, put that on our Mark V, and it's a... Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been widely received. We just introduced it a couple weeks ago in right. Vegas at Shot Show. So anxious to see how that does. But it's been um, yeah, it's been real neat neat to see. I think you know that tech, as technology grows, it's neat to kind of see it come into the firearms industry and what it does. And really, you know, kind of the main benefit is the barrel just doesn't heat up, yeah. <laughs> you know, very much. So the groups, you know, tend to stay real tight. So um, yeah, we're having good uh, good luck with that so far too. So. Excellent, excellent. Yep. Do you have anything new in your shotgun line? Um, we just, uh, an over and under sporting model just came out with, so okay. that's brand new this year. Uh, so, yeah. So. so is that the gun that I kept seeing those pictures of you guys hunting with your family and your, your beautiful Brittany, which I also. Well, that have been the field gun. This one's sporting okay. more for okay. clays yeah. Oh, stuff, it's a clays but, gun. Yep. yep. But, uh, yeah, we probably hunted with the field edition Element. of that or the, uh, Element or inertia operated semi-auto. Oh yeah. Um, which, which we enjoy shooting. So yeah, we that's just enjoy getting outdoors. Even as a family, it's been neat. Their kids, you know, get, they're both in high school and so having them. You know, shoot and hunt, get outdoors with us yeah. um, has been totally fun. So. Very good. So you yeah. said your daughter took, you guys did your hunter education together yeah. um, three years ago. Is your daughter still getting out and enjoying it yeah, as well? Yeah, she Excellent. loves it. Yeah, Excellent. and, the you know, being in California, uh, the guys at school, she always says, oh, my gosh, Mom, some guy came up and was trying to impress me with their gun knowledge. He knew nothing. <laughs> he didn't know, know what he was talking about. Um, so it's, it's great to have a tough girl that can come out yeah. and you know just yep. she's hike and hunt with the best shot of a them muley, uh, oh, good for antelope her. california blacktail um yeah quite a bit of things so we've she's she's gotten right into it good so, yeah. for yeah. you shot that a muley in wyoming uh, 16 she did yeah so. she did Excellent. awesome did. very cool neat. good for you now you guys just announced a big move yes. tell us about that yeah um we after being in california for 73 years um decided we'd had enough and wanted to head out to another state, looked at a bunch of them and, and uh, narrowed down Wyoming and then particularly the Sheridan, Wyoming area there in the north, uh, kind of central northeastern part, right up next to the Bighorns and announced that a shot show along with yeah. Governor Mead and his team of people. Uh, been unbelievable to, to deal with them. I mean, they've just been phenomenal. Uh, just really received us with open environment arms. In the little bit, little a little bit. A little bit. Definitely. <laughs> so, well, having strong yeah. ties to Wyoming and loving the Sheridan area. I think you're going to love it there. I mean, you're going to fall in love with the, the largest square in the union and, and, you know, the hunting and opportunities in and around Sharon or across the state are, are pretty awesome. So, you know, we're really looking forward to you coming to the state and, uh, you know, we wish you all the best on that venture. And uh, don't call me. I don't help people move anymore. <laughs> so what's, what's the schedule for your move out there and what's what aspects of the business are going to be out there? And 
in the spring, we're going to be having kind of a slow transition of some of our office um, personnel with accounting and sales and marketing, that kind of thing. Our, ourselves, we'll be moving there in June after our kids get done with school. Okay. And then there'll be kind of a gradual ramp up through um, March of 2019 when our facility will be complete. Okay. And where, where in Sheridan is that? I know it reasonably well. As we've talked it's already, actually, I bought my dog. It's, really, it's right off the north part. They're building okay. the very the northernmost uh, the new interchange, interchange that, yeah. that they're building. And, uh, and that's it right will there be with 25 and or 90. No, it's the, north of that. Okay. It's, oh, okay. it's, the, it's the first uh, If you're coming from coming Montana, from north, yeah. it's welcome to Wyoming, basically, right. and welcome to Sheridan. And literally, as you see that, that first thing there after you come down from Montana, uh, our building will be right on the right. So you'll see Welcome to Wyoming and Sheridan, and you'll see the Weatherby headquarters. With the Tongue right River right out the front door. Uh, there. It's yep. going to be yep. great. Yeah. yeah. Stunning location. I, lo I love Sheridan. Beautiful. Yeah. So, and they are lucky to have you guys there. Oh. Um, are most of your people able to move out with you guys? Or is that, I mean, it's probably hard because. It's a hard transition for yeah. people, you know, especially those who have been in California all their lives and family ties. Sure. Or, you know, we, we are in a rural, very, um, you know, ranching type of community. So sometimes that isn't possible for people. So we're looking at maybe a third will come okay. with us. We're hoping um, still some people are still trying to decide. Yeah. Well, the cost. And a lot of them haven't visited, and, it, you know, they're used to, you know, it's in the 70s most of the time right now where they're yeah. at, and it was, you know, below zero yesterday. So it's not the best time for them to go visit right. to decide if they want to move there. True, <laughs> so. and, and And Sheridan, actually, we were talking about that earlier, is, is somewhat of a little bit of a warmer part, or not. It's, it's a little it's bit the lowest, lowest town yes. in the state that has a population over about 2,000 yes. people. Yeah, so. Which, you know, was one of the factors, you know. So they called it the banana belt of Wyoming, yes. but... I haven't seen any banana trees. No, no but you can grow corn. corn there, <laughs> and you can't grow corn in most of the okay. state. So there you go. So and there is, fact. there. I mean, you can hunt turkeys, yeah. mule deer, pronghorn, right? I mean, grouse. Five oh, minutes yeah. from town. Yeah, it's it's awesome yep. spot. Yep. So. Yeah. So well, it, you know, and you've got the king ropes there too. So yeah, you know, they've been there forever. Mm -hmm. So it's it. it it's hard to make a decision like that to pick up, and you know that you're going to lose some of your good people, and, and understanding that. But but sometimes you have to do that. You know, we've got a lot of applicants and a lot of folks in Sheridan and and really from around the country that are excited about being a part of the new Weatherby, the new Weather Wyoming Weatherby. So, mm -hmm. um, it's it's short term. It's, it's going to be very hard because some people won't transition with us, and that'll be difficult. Long term, we know we're going to be able to recruit and retain some really good talent. So, excellent. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, you uh, were added to the Mule Deer Foundation board this year. We're mm -hmm. really happy to have you on board. Tell me, obviously, Mule Deer are a big part of your life as well. Tell me sure. about why you have wanted to become engaged with Mule Deer Foundation at a higher level. Sure. I think for a lot of reasons. I mean, um, you know, we're obviously, we're uh, as far as Weatherby Incorporated, we support many conservation organizations, sure. Mule Deer being one of them, um, you know, and, of course, a, a lot of other ones as well. Um, and, you know, we enjoy what each each one does in their own space and all those things. I think with MDF, um, you know, we resonate a lot. We're a... We're a Western, I mean, that's why even when we looked at states, we didn't look at going east of the Rockies. That's where most gun companies are. That's not, that's not Weatherby. Uh, this is, this is kind of so our fit. Company. Mule deer, blacktail, obviously us from California, <laughs> growing up blacktail hunting there. And, uh, you know, with mule deer, I mean, it, we just, we resonate with that kind of the long distance and we're kind of, you know, a lot of long distance shooting type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So just, um, and then when you're here at this show, I mean, I, I tell Brenda, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, you know, expos to be at because we feel like, Everybody comes in the booth, and I mean, it's one story after the next <laughs> of hunting with their weather. This is just, 
it's just our people. We just resonate with them and, and the people are so great. So for an organization, there's a lot of things. Then, then you throw in the conservation part and obviously you know, what Mule Deer Foundation's been doing, uh, the growth that, that we've experienced, that Mule Deer Foundation's yeah. experienced the last few years that's evident both at this expo as well as you know, in chapter growth um, and then really in initiatives and projects that are around. It's, it's really impressed me um, and, and I, if I'm gonna join something, um, typically, uh, whether it's my business or whether it's sitting on the board, it's I want to be a part of seeing something grow and change, um, you know, really for the better. And I think Mule Deer Foundation um, really is is experiencing a lot of that growth right now, and um, it's exciting for me to be a small part of that in in just a small way uh, to yeah. join the national board. Um, so, yeah, I just had my first board meeting uh, two days ago here. And I made it through. They didn't and kick me off. And you stayed on it. Yeah. I was say, you stayed on it. And they kick yes. you. And you didn't decide to bail either, huh? <laughs> now, Brenda, how do you feel about him joining another board? I mean, yeah. I imagine you guys' life's pretty hectic with running the company. And, and with the, the move, I, it was actually a tough decision because of the move, knowing what it's going to take yeah. out, sure. uh, you know, time-wise. Yeah, we but have to be really, you know, choosy about what we say yes and what we say no to. Um, but we kind of came to a, a time where he had a small gap. And I said, well, and he had quite a few opportunities this last year and so he just picked I said you can do one of them <laughs> <laughs> and so besides business and family and so he just said you know I really think this is where we should be and giving our time um, you know for this this time so well and we appreciate that yeah. we're looking yeah. forward to having you on the board and seeing uh Seeing the weather be named, and again, I know I have walked the floor a number of times and, and, and been past your booth, and we've had yeah. a, a couple of chances to talk, and, and it's always one of the most popular booths here. So clearly it's a successful show for you as well, yeah. which is a good thing. And that's yeah. the growth of the WHCE. You, you've seen it from a, a vendor side. Sure. Um, and actually, you know, we haven't talked to a whole bunch of vendors yet. Tell me, you know, how long have you been exhibiting here? Several years, yeah. So, yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Like, so mm -hmm. and the growth I've seen in the four or five years that I've been been coming here every year, it's it's impressive. Um, it is. We've certainly seen that. Um, yeah, it, yeah, just the quality of the show too, the quality of the vendors. You know, people's space growing. I mean, every year I know the waiting list is is very large, um, and just the quality of folks that come in, uh, and we get to see that because we do have a middle to higher end product, and so we see the folks that are coming in. They're serious. They're not just coming by for a free hat or a giveaway. You know, right. a lot of shows you go to, it's, you know, that sort of thing. They're coming in. I mean, they're, in our case, they're wanting to, you know, I just got done talking to a guy. He has a 300 Weatherby, a 3378 Weatherby, but he really likes this new 65300. So, I mean, he's walking in, already focused. I mean, he's, these are... These are serious hunters, and he was talking about the terrain he hunts in and the public lands he hunts in and all these things, and the mule deer and the elk. And I mean, these are people that are coming that are serious about what they're doing. Right. Um, they're not just looky-loos that want to come and get some popcorn and walk around and, you know, buy a little something. These are these are very passionate hunters. Now, well, we're hearing so. that six and a half is uh -huh. a pretty popular gun right yeah. now, high demand. Tell us about that. I mean, what makes it? Why do folks want it so much? It's the, I mean, the six, six, six five, five since the, you know, since the introduction of the Creed more and really in the past, you know, three or four years has had just a lot of craze and a lot of publicity. And the range. six, five, 300 yes. is um, the fastest six, five oh. on the planet. That's and it. so um, people like speed and uh, <laughs> want to have the fastest. And, and so it shoots flat, you know, so fast, could you use that for elk? Far. Oh yeah, Brenda took her first elk with it a couple years ago. Oh wow! As a matter Where of fact, was that one at, shot actually. Idaho. Idaho. Nice. Yeah, we were in the Selway. That was the longest five days of my life. <laughs> um, it was awesome. We got 
I think we got lost three different times. <laughs> was it a horseback hunt? Or um, uh, yeah, mules, yes. uh, 13 plus miles in. Yeah, wow. it was yeah, great, though. It's kind of, we had done some hunts separately, and we finally looked at each other. We're like, gosh, we haven't hunted together. And so we just called up a outfitter and um, got some over-the-counter mm-hmm. tags and just went, the two of us, we packed up in my Subaru and literally drove across the country, got That's there. Fun. And then on the way back, we had two racks and coolers, and we barely fit it in, <laughs> in, your Subaru. Um, in my Subaru. Yeah, so it was a great time. Well, yeah. most, uh, most Idaho straight up and down. I, yep. I used to fight a lot of fire there, yeah. loading chainsaws up and down. And yeah. Oh, man, I don't know if I could do that now. So It's yeah. steep. It's it was country. a great time. Yep. Great time. And For thick. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was going to go back real quick to the Hunt Expo. Um, from the, I, think, I think your observation is a really good one. Going to SHOT Show, knowing who's there, the companies that are here are bringing most of the same people that are at SHOT Show. You're talking about the the, the owners or, or the the high-level people in the company who know their product. It's not just your local sales guy. These people know it. So you're going to come here. You've done your own homework on the product you're already looking to buy. But then you can talk right directly to the people who know that gun or know that camo, uh, you know, that, that, that apparel line or whatever it is, and get all the best information. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. Oh, there's an announcement going on. And there's on an at announcement Expo. going on. Wow, <laughs> we we gotta love that. Good thing we get these cool headsets. I on. know we can yeah. hear it. You can hear it on the podcast. Yeah. Now you can feel like you're part of Hunt Expo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been to Coming Expo since year two, hmm. and I've watched this morph. I've sat in the booth. I've watched it go from you know the the pillows and the blankets and that to you know really seeing what's happening now. Is this really is focused on what the sportsmen want? And, you know, to see this a, a day like today, you know, usually you had to wait till Saturday afternoon before you saw crowds like this. But, they were, you know, they were waiting to get in this morning. So um, every day they do. I, every and apparently they're setting records on the on the on their auctions and everything else. So, yeah, that's it's good time. So last question um, yesterday and you guys were, were here for that as well. The secretary of the interior was here uh-huh. and he signed a secretarial order, excuse me, on big game corridors and winter range. Um, Tell me from your perspective as a, as a company, as somebody who's moving to Wyoming too, what does that mean for hunting, for, for conservation, for mule deer? Sure. I think there's, I mean, there's just a ton obviously going on, you know, with Secretary Zinke and, you know, with different conservation organizations and a lot of debates and a lot of different things out there. But it's great to see big wins like that, that there's just no argument about that that's going to be incredibly helpful um, you know, for hunting in so many different ways and for habitats and different things. And so to have a Secretary of Interior that's in there, uh, you know, writing an order like that, doing being here last night right. as, as a keynote speaker, um, you know, not everybody may agree on every single little portion of it, but we got a lot of people with everybody all the right, time anyway. in some good places, making some good decisions. And so I think, you know, for the future of hunting, um, it's vital. And uh, so, you know, as far as weather being, I mean, that's one of the reasons we support, you know, Mule Deer Foundation. Is, uh, is for efforts, you know, like that um, that are taking place even within the organization. Being this morning at the volunteer uh, award, yes. you know, breakfast and seeing really, uh, you know, for me kind of being new and kind of the behind the scenes of Mule Deer Foundation, seeing, you know, the amount of people that are out there in their different areas really. And the amount of, the best screen was when you're giving the awards for the amount of volunteer hours yes. per chapter. <laughs> and if you add up that, that was Thousands yes. and yeah. thousands of hours. The of top chapter in was twenty five hundred hours. hours. Volunteer That's crazy. Hours? That's amazing. Yeah. And again, as you said, if you added that up, you're talking, I mean, multi thousands. I mean, probably not quite ten, but close. 
It's, yeah. I mean, it's impressive. That's a lot of time and effort giving back to, to conservation of mule deer. So It is. It's very neat. So thank you guys very much for taking time out of your very busy schedule, um, not just here on the floor. Uh, I uh, understand that your daughter has her a formal tonight, and, and you guys are here. That happens sometimes. <laughs> I know that, that you kind of have to make she some She did of not tell us the date of that until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I was like, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, these things happen. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, my, my daughter has her dance recital tonight, so it's uh, uh, sort yeah. of cringing. But, yeah. you know, we, we really look forward to you guys coming to Wyoming. Um, get out, you know, in the western half of the state, there's some long-distance migrations of 150 miles or more. You know, they're on public land. You can go visit them. It's really worth mm -hmm. exploring. And, you know, best of luck to you. Yeah. And we look forward to continuing to hear about the move and uh, hearing great things from Weatherby. So. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. Good luck mm -hmm. to you guys. Jody. Thank Thanks you for so having much. us on. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for talking Mule Deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talkin' Mule Deer.